listening to the Hometown Losers, the St. Louis Sports Podcast, with Josh, Adam, and OJ. Hey everybody, welcome back here to the Hometown Losers Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and Adam and OJ. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I am doing great. Just peachy. I'm so glad to be here. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah it's, it's been a, a minute. Uh, yeah, it's uh, one of those things that the, luckily there hasn't been that much in St. Louis sports. That's really kind of the whole point, right? Been going on. <laughs> yeah, it's like a few games here and there, but we've had outstanding circumstances and stuff like that that we weren't able to convene. But at least now we have a decent amount of time. We have topics! Compared to like, <laughs> exactly. You know, kind of struggling through some of this shit because it's like, well, there's stuff to talk about, but it's all negative, and I really don't want to keep doing that. So yeah, know. if that was the case, then just you know, watch the news. That's pretty much all they do. So that's the reason why we want to stay relevant. We want to stay positive. So here we're here, we're back, and I'm glad. How's OJ? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, just uh, enjoying uh, enjoying watching some sports. So it's been good watching stuff stuff in sports that's for sure i'm glad that football's back you know i, I yeah know, you know you yeah, college football the NFL, but yeah. in college football and this <laughs> year we actually have some that. like good solid uh, yeah solid line or uh, uh like storylines as well in the college football yeah. alabama just lost at texas that was awesome you know only time i've ever yeah. rooted for texas in my life but yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mizzou managed to squeak out a four-point win over four Middle wins. Tennessee State. <laughs> Middle Tennessee State. That tells you Just something you like that. Right there. Quite yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, NTS Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny yeah. though. So my buddy that went to Mizzou texted me in the fourth quarter. He goes, "We're gonna lose this game." They, I'm yeah, it was lie. close was, a couple. I wasn't watching it. Yeah, I wasn't watching it, but I was like, "Oh, you might." Like, I kept looking at the score. That's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's almost impressive. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm, I'm amazed. Exactly. Yeah. The advantage you have over the school yeah. and and uh, yeah. yeah. So and somehow you still lose. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, almost. Well, speaking of lo- they won. Yeah, almost, almost. Yes, they, they didn't did lose. Win. At the end of the day, the one and zero is all that matters from that. So. Two and zero. Two and zero. Yes. So they're two and zero now. They that are, was, uh, yeah, that was their first they game. They beat was, South they... Dakota before this. So. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Two no, eight. don't. So, yeah. so yeah. they're in first Show place, baby. Well, yeah, hey, no, listen. Tied, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and you're right. With, you're right. I I accidentally disrespected Mizzou. What I, I got confused yeah. with the NFL season. I forgot that college football starts one week before the NFL season started. That's on me. Yeah. So so real, like I said, first place in the SEC East. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, guys, let's talk. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. that just struck me as hilarious. <laughs> and all of the let's SEC, talk really, the entire Mizzou, SEC, Mizzou they are number one. A, the Mizzou has a better record than Alabama. I mean, yeah. if the yeah, you're right, start- actually, in the entire, <laughs> you're right. They're technically number one in the entire SEC. You're right. Yeah, the playoffs started today. I mean, consider, I mean, considering, considering, considering <laughs> though that in the entire SEC though we're tied with like you know like seven teams, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. I'm about to say we're not even ranked <laughs> in, the, in the top 25. <laughs> well, we're top. Actually, bitches. Yeah, one. Not our fault. We haven't played more games. 
<laughs> yeah, there's eight teams that are two and zero, oh, and we're one of them. So literally, yeah. we're tied with seven other teams right now. Yeah. <laughs> in the well, we could at least but we hey, could we're still number one. Turn our nose to Alabama right now and be like, hey, <laughs> F- yeah, we're better than you. Yeah, 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 they're one and one. We're doing better than they are. And LSU, how about that? How to play football? (laughs) Alabama, LSU, we're better than all of them. Yeah, damn right. All right, right, guys, let's get to a not very good team. Although they have actually. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're don't go that far. They're still wait which team? team? We're talking about the Cardinals, Cardinals. aren't we? I'm trying to transition the Cardinals. Cardinals. But listen, listen, they're not terrible. They just won against the first place. I just said. Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Oh, yeah. They All just right. smoked a bunch of good teams, actually. So, yeah. yeah. So, actually, since the last update or last session, excuse me, um, they're 13 and 9, which isn't yeah. great. Yeah. See? But that's, that's not bad. better than the we were expecting. Oh, well, yeah. Especially oh, when you shit. think about the <laughs> good baseball. schedule. Right? Like, yeah, that is true, too, because it, it's just weird. This team, the card wish we would have played like real competitive teams this entire season rather than de- dealing with anything in the central. Cause whatever reason, the central just seems to be our Achilles heel. It but is. when it comes yeah. to like, you know, teams that are historically really like tough or they just like on paper, they look really tough. We just seem to like get through them pretty easily. Uh, not know. easily. Well, but we usually do. Yeah. We're able to win yeah. comparatively. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look at us. In the, look, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but even like, look at the Cardinals and the Cubs. You know, we had uh, yeah. we've struggled a lot of times with the Cubs, ironically, even though we were a better team. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at it too, I mean, they've got a very nice record against the AL East this year. I they do. forget exactly what it was. It's like ten and four or something like that against the AL East. Well, and we're going to continue that series of baseball starting tomorrow with a series against the Phillies in town. So. Yeah. God, Phillies yeah, have always been that oh. one of those teams, yeah. But this time it's at home, so now well, actually, it's an, has it's to say NL East, but still East anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see because now Castellanos' defense is going to be showing up in Bush a little more than it has to in Philly. So, <laughs> I meant that. Um, but anyway, so uh, speaking to that, thirteen nine since the last session, um, the last time we we had the podcast. They are now 65 and 81, which obviously we know it's not going anywhere. They're still 16 games under uh, 500. Um, and if they actually, we, we can. I think we can only get 500 even yeah. if we went out. Now, win right? out, get yeah. 500. If you win the next yeah. games. So they literally, like Woo. two years ago, just had a 17 game winning streak. So now they just got. Yeah, that's true. Boom. That not true. losing yeah. record. Yeah. That'd be pretty impressive. That'd be cool. You know what they need to do? They need, they literally need to do it where they do it like uh, the, the Indians from Major League, right? Where they, like, start peeling away a piece of, like, a pinup, right? Except, yeah. let's be honest, it's the Cardinals, so the pinups should be, like, Grimace from, like, McDonald's <laughs> or something like that at this point. Because, let's be honest, 500 is not something to, to brag home about, right? Well, yeah, but, I mean, the whole point is it's at least partially for motivation, though. <laughs> like, I would imagine that Grimace is isn't motivated. Hey. <laughs> Anything in this. That big Mac lab, dude. Now you want Grimace, Grimace Grove? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Why not? There you go. Yeah. I was going to say, get them purple shakes. There you go. Grimace's birthday all over again, but it's going to be, going to be a net. I missed that one. I missed that. One. <sighs> yeah. There's a horrible <laughs> social media trend you don't want to be a part of. Yeah. No, I'm so glad I'm not on <laughs> so any social media. Uh, it's the best. Trust thing. me. You're not missing much. 
so anyways, finishing our update real quick. Uh, they're still last in the Central, uh, 17 games back, which is actually two and a half games worse since the last session, which is ironic because we are now 13th in the NL, and uh, we used to be 14th at the last session. Uh, we were 11 yeah. games back. Now we're uh-huh. 10 games back in the last wild card spot. Well, but in the last 10 games, we in the entire National League, yeah. though, we in the last 10 games that we have a better winning record than any team in the National League. I just looked it up. We're seven yeah. and three. The pro- yes. Just say <laughs> in the last is, 10 games. It's just so hey, late. we yeah, exactly. we can so, spin these stats any way we want to make them look good, so, right? That is true. So, we're now. Hey, we're we're guys. We're still a 25th in the MLB now. What's uh what's the record of the last wild card team? Just curious. Uh, so let me double check on that real quick. Um, because I actually have the the stuff pulled up in front of me real quick. So for the National League, uh, it is the Chicago Cubs. No, 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 no. I forgot. Um, it's actually a three way tie between San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Arizona. Um, San Francisco has a game, or actually two games in hand on Cincinnati and Arizona, but essentially four games above five hundred. Is, gotcha. Um, yeah. So we need all of them to have bad last eighteen, and then we would need to sweep all eighteen, maybe squeak in with a even record for the first time. <laughs> Probably all. We've, of we've actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's uh, how many? How many games did you just say? You said eighteen. I think it's a little less. I than think that. it's eighteen for us left. Let me look and 17. see. There's we played 146 games. So yeah, so I'm oh, doing, hold on, yeah, yeah. So let me take that 146 16, minus 162, 16. 16 games left. Yeah, 16. That's yeah. what that's what I thought. I thought there was there slightly go. underneath. All it. you gotta do is win uh, 16 in a row and count on like three. Teams we can do that. To we can do 16 in a row. Yeah. To play sub 500 by a lot. <laughs> so yeah, six. So if we do if we do 16 and 0, we'll be at 500. You're right. We're yeah. All right. How about this? How about how? how how about this? Each about this? of those right. teams would also need to be like four games below 500 for that stretch, or maybe five even, so that we can jump them. <laughs> All right. I think. So, OJ and Adam, I got a proposition for you, gentlemen. Okay. I'm going to invoke Laura Branigan Law real quick. Adam, you may or may uh, not know where I'm going with this. I do. So I know the I, reference. Yeah. Well, I, I know that. You know the reference, but I don't. Okay, anyways. Way back in the day, uh, during the 2019 NHL season, when the Blues were absolutely trash, they started winning it, and they started winning a lot. Uh, uh-huh. We didn't think that we were going to be able to get into the playoffs, but we yeah, obviously almost won the Central Division. <clears throat> and Adam and I made a bet with ourselves. If we end up winning the Stanley Cup, we're going to get a Blues tattoo. And what do they end up doing next? Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I was going to say, which is kind of messed up, like the fact that the the Blues, of course, going in, having the worst record and has really no chance to be able to actually turn it around like they did was incredible. But, hey, I don't think this is good. But then again, I could also say the same thing about, you know, the 06 Cardinals as well. They had a really shitty year. That's where I'm getting that's where I'm getting at. So, okay, okay, okay. there we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna invoke something right now because the the, okay. the the chances of this happening are so astronomically low it, and like it's so it's low risk and if it happens I'll say you know f it I'm gonna do it I will challenge you guys we got to get a Cardinals tattoo and a tattoo of the symbol of the podcast just for the hell of it 
Sure. If they win the World Series or or what? Yeah, if they win, or, if they win it all, if they win the World Series. Yeah, not just oh, get a playoff. I thought you were going to say if they make the playoffs. <laughs> If they get the okay. play, okay. If they no, get if the they, playoffs, the you got to get the podcast. <laughs> but each round they advance after that makes the place you have to get the tattoo oh. worse. Where if they win the World Series, you have to like get it on your forehead. <laughs> I got a Post Malone tattoo. Yeah. There what you do go. you think about right, that? We'll talk about that off air. Uh, oh I'm God. definitely not getting anything on my face. Face right? tattoo. But, oh God. Yeah. There, but, okay, but neck, for example, neck, neck tattoo. Oh man. All right. I'll do neck tattoo. Maybe like a, see, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I would have to think about that. Maybe like a sternum or a back. But like rather than like the shoulder, you know, no. like that. that's a great make it, idea. Make it though, even Jay. I make, like it, make it really yeah. ridiculous. Make it really ridiculous. And it's got to be a um, it's got to be a oh, what the fuck? A tramp stamp. You know what I mean? It's got to be a it's got to be a tramp stamp. <laughs> well, I would say like, something okay, absolutely sure. ridiculous. <laughs> make the, if they make the playoffs, it's players choice. It's you, your choice where you get it. If they make the play, there you go. And then we'll have to figure out the DS, CS and World Series ones from there. Well, World Series, I think, should be next, though. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You know what? I'll concede to that. I will get a neck. I'll get a neck tattoo. Um, yeah. I said it. <laughs> I, I, 100%. I, 100%. Yep. I, I said it. I, I would do it. I just want to keep it I above to, the belt. That's like, all I ask. Keep it above the belt. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's why if you heard me, I'm like, are you, yeah, I was gonna are say you if the, I don't, I don't want the bat wing? Yeah. I was going to say, I don't want the Cardinals. Happened. I don't want the Cardinals on my bat. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Legs are, yeah, <laughs> legs are fine. Yeah. No, I'm not getting my genitalia tattooed. I'll do anything with the Cardinals, but I won't do that. I would do I will anything not do for a world. <laughs> like Milo said, I'll do anything for, for that, but I won't do that. Yeah. I'll do anything for a World thing. Series championship, but I won't do that. Holy shit. Oh, oh my god. Man. And then we'll have then so okay, all right, all right. So this is gonna be the task for us, right? So obviously they make the playoffs. I'll get a tattoo. But I got it's gonna have to be funny. It's gonna have to have the year as if like they won the championship. So it just says like Cardinals twenty three on it or something like that. I think that'd be hilarious because people would be like, what the hell is that? Did they like they that was a great run or whatever? Did you think they were gonna win it all? I'd be like, well, oh, you know. You could. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna make right, select yeah. the design a hundred percent too, or can we get a little creative with it? Like Yeah, you can be creative. What do you mean? Oh yeah, you can be creative as long as it's well, got yeah, it's got I'm like go. something for the Cardinals. Yeah, like the way Josh did, like his blue stuff, you know, he wanted to do a certain thing or whatever. And I was like, I want to do mine a little different or whatever, you know. Yeah. So like yeah. Adam's got like, the, so we did pretty much. The same I got like with an have. arch, but I have like an arch yeah. and everything else. You know, gateway arch and all this other so, stuff going well, on. Hold on. So like our, our, our basic tattoo that we have, like is the blue the note Cup. In, the, in, in this inside the Stanley Cup. He's got an arch around it. I have uh play Gloria in the cup. You, you got play Gloria as well, but under like on the bottom of it. Right. I don't think so. Oh, you don't have. Uh, I gotta look at it. So you don't know your. Yeah, I don't even I don't. know. <laughs> I gotta look at anyways, it. Anyways, uh, so like in the cup, I have play Gloria, and then on the very bottom, I have Relentless, and then underneath the cup, I have 2019. Because the idea was for me, like if we win it again, I'll put the next year underneath it and just keep going down my arm. Yeah, I didn't uh, do Gloria because I knew Gloria was a uh, was a one year wonder, or a one year wonder, I should say. And I didn't. So that's it was so cool though, dude. Like, well, I did, but the thing is, remember forever. Well, of course, but the thing is, is like, like, say, for example, if we win again in like twenty four, 
you know, Gloria was not going to have anything to do with it. So no, but hold on. So and my oh. plan was, so I was going to have, that's actually what it is. So like, say we won it next year. Right. So then like underneath the 2019 is going to be the motto of that playoffs, whether, you know, it's a oh, okay. or like I have relentless and then underneath that will be the year. So that okay. way I, I keep the motto. All right. So you planned out. There you go. See? Yeah. I planned yeah, it I out. Plan, I forgot that part, but yeah, I did plan that out. I didn't get as creative. I went with the arch yeah. though. With the cup. Oh, dude, that's the... what we should do. Okay, all right. All right, guys, gentlemen, <laughs> if we win the playoff, or if we win the playoffs, if we get into the playoffs, we also have to come up with a Laura, uh, Laura Brannigan-esque, like, song for us. It, it, and, like, it's got to be unique to the, the Hometown Losers podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, like, Jesus. we'll play it, and people else will be like, what the hell are you playing? And, like, oh, that's the fight song for the Cardinals in this playoffs. And, like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start a trend. Sounds good to me. <laughs> all right god that, that like i'm actually excited about the prospect of getting a neck tattoo never thought that yeah. would happen well just remember you know now you ought to be hanging on the edge of your seat for every cardinals game from here yeah it's like oh my god they basically need to win out <laughs> and yeah. then Dude, really gonna win, get gonna lucky like, on top of it <laughs> what they're gonna do what they're gonna do is they're gonna win, like I, I, i'm gonna tell you this is gonna happen they're gonna win, or they're gonna rattle off like ten, uh, ten games in a row, or gonna win like twelve out of ten ga- or uh, ten out of twelve games. And then I'm gonna start. I'm gonna send both of you guys. I'm gonna text you like things from Amazon for like turtlenecks and stuff like that. <laughs> but we're gonna. The problem is we oh need like all those other teams in front of us to lose like five games, <laughs> drop five games. You know, right now hey, they're all like it, you said, what four games above five hundred. So we need them all to get below yeah. five hundred. By at least a game, and we went out. Unless there's some tiebreakers we have over any of them, which I doubt we do. So, uh, yeah, because I don't know, because we would have. I know the Arizona Diamondbacks were one of them. Uh, give me one second. Lock what is it like? Four teams that would all have to drop. Uh, three: uh, Cincinnati, three. Giants, um, Arizona. Uh, but gotcha. beyond that, we would also still need Miami and Pittsburgh. San Diego, New York, to some uh, what combine to lose because those are teams in front of us as well. Um, they just don't have to obviously like lose out or whatever. Um, but technically, yeah, neither yeah. would any of the teams that are holding that last wild card spot currently. But anyways, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's San, it's San Fran, Cincinnati, and Arizona. So, it's almost an which, impossibility. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, our chances of getting to the playoffs are like less than one percent. Yeah. Um, from last time I, I remember seeing. But uh, you're seeing saying that. there's a chance. Yeah, That's exactly. Probably. That's why we're coming up with this stupid, crazy crap, man. I'm telling you right now, they make the damn yeah. playoffs and I got to get a tattoo. This is what's going to happen. Awesome. If they it's make stupid. the playoffs, you got to get a tattoo. That's how low of a chance yeah. it is. Well, you're right. oh, hold on. So you keep saying you got to get a tattoo. We have to get a tattoo, us. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, there you go. All going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently we're making this public, so it's not like we can go back on it now. So. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm in it to win it. The probabilities yeah. of this is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, Honestly, well, might as well. It would be so fucking worth it to me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it was worth it to me to make that bet for the for the blows for damn sure. I mean, I, to yeah. get it, it's like okay, all I have to do is get a tattoo and the, I get a Stanley Cup win for the first time ever in my life. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I'll do that I mean, in a heartbeat. I'm probably. I'm probably not going to be as religious as I am, like the with the magic number thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think you would. Him, yeah, I don't. I don't blame you too. I usually count yeah. down the 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 whole you know magic number thing as far as going to the playoffs, but yeah, uh, you do that. Uh, and, but beyond that, I don't really count down. 
I used to do that a lot every year, you know, no, back when o- o- we o- were J. consistently so the- going to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you're talking about the 16 games as far as like yeah, did you, through, the, did, through the yeah yeah did you hear about the 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 that what I did for the playoffs uh, for the Blues for the magic number? Uh, maybe no, I don't think so. So um, we uh, Adam and I used to sit right next to each other at our old employer, and so right when we made the playoffs, and right before actually it was the gate the day before the playoffs started, I wrote down a post-it mo- a note. Magic number 16 and it went boop, and stuck it right onto his uh, like the the little little half, divider shit for our desk. And yeah, stuff. a little yeah. divider that separated us or whatever. Wasn't a full partition is what I mean. So I just did that just to be goofy. But every time we won, I changed it. And so, you know, I ripped it off and then I wrote in magic number 15, put it up there, then 14, blah, blah, blah. One time we played on the on the weekend and we won and I didn't come in on Saturday or Sunday to change it. They or no, so that, that happened on Friday. I didn't come in Saturday to change it. Sunday they played, they lost. So I'm like, oh, hell no, that's never gonna happen again. So there was one time they played on Friday, they won. I drove into work. I drove. He looked really did. Work. He did just to change, change the damn number. The magic number on oh Saturday. Oh my god! And he did. Up, drove 30 minutes back home. I swear to yep. you, I did that. Spent an hour on the road right, to change people, a post-it note. Yeah, people were like. What the hell? Like, why are you still here? <laughs> or like, why are you like, why are you here? I came in to change a number on a post-it I, I number. That's all it. I did. Literally, I, I came in to change <laughs> it. Was there for thirty seconds and left. And I was like, uh, what? Literally, I got a text message from like one of my uh, at the time, uh, one of the guys that was like, um, kind of like uh, some like a shift lead essentially. He te- he literally texted me. He goes, Hey, are you okay? You looked kind of weird when you just came in randomly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, dude, don't worry about it. Devoted like I'm, fan. I'm better now. I'm yes, better yes. now that I changed the number. <laughs> I was a mess. Could you imagine so, him? He's a mess. Of, you know, whenever he's at home, like just a nervous wreck. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Adam, you saw it for for Game oh, Six. For Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final, that was before our trip to Atlanta for work. Oh, I was God. physically sick. I was so. Nervous. He was literally I was upstairs. Because I, I was hanging out over your place because we had to leave out was... early for. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but you were mentally yeah, and physically like just a mess. <laughs> exhausted yeah. i was i was just vomiting i don't know why but i was so nervous for that game and then i told you so like i'm like you know what every time i've watched we we've lose so game yep. seven i am not gonna watch so literally oj the biggest game in 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 st louis blues history for game seven in he doesn't 2019, watch 19 i didn't watch as a as a guy that literally oh had my the blue note in my, he literally in my didn't team. watch it this i'm watching this. I, this i'm telling you this is how <laughs> like superstitious i am but how committed <laughs> i am to this i didn't watch, game <laughs> he didn't seven, watch the dude. game i told i told adam <sighs> i go listen only text me to t- uh, like to say hey come on up if we're up by like three goals or and it's got to be in the third period or like we're up by one or two and there's like five minutes left that's the only time you can text me i'll watch i'll i'll, I'll come up there for that and so I remember I was I was sitting there uh, watching Netflix. Should have been nervous as all hell, but I was incredibly like scary to me. Calm. I was serene. I watched the movie Evolution. Fantastic movie. One of my favorites now. And I remember specifically the only updates I was getting on the game was from the NHL app, like the little push notifications. So I remember yes. the push notification that came up, and I'm like, okay, the game like it was it was too quick. So I'm like. I was, something and so i like you know like scroll up and i'm like please say stl please say stl oh wide o'reilly let's go you know and then got yeah. freaked out when petrangelo's goal happened because i definitely thought that was a tying goal and i was like holy shit they might do this and i remember uh 
Uh, did you called me? I think actually. I like, called after... you. I was like, get your ass down here because it was me and Chris that we, you know, we all worked together, and I was like, he yeah, was yeah. chilling in my room or whatever. We're watching it on the hotel, like freaking, like my TV, my tiny ass TV in my hotel room. We're all getting drunk, and we're like, Josh, get down here now, get in here. Yeah. And then like thirty and, seconds I, later, you're <laughs> at the door. I was two floors below you too, and across you were the there entire in thirty seconds hotel. And I was like, I grabbed. I grabbed my Jameson. I grabbed my shirt that I wore after every single uh, playoff win, which was the Play Gloria shirt, and booked my ass up there. Yep. And you watched him finally win. So at least you didn't miss the end. So thank God. No, 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 no. I, I even saw um, Sanford's goal. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was just incredible. I just yeah, that was the ice my eyes the out, man. Yep. I remember being, like, very not nervous for any of that. Like, I don't know why. I guess I watched like every game that season, except for a few I missed when I went on a cruise. And uh, but I even even when I was sitting in Florida waiting to go on the cruise, I was still watching the games like, on my phone. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just got a sense about it. They seemed like a team of destiny. Like I never stopped watching them either. As as bad as they did early in the season, I mean. I've had teams that I've quit watching or quit paying attention to, but I watched every one of their games and I don't know. I just had a feeling about it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I did <laughs> tell Josh yeah. and he can, he can back me up on this. I did tell Josh when uh, I think it was back in January or I think it was, when, it was January or February when we went on that winning streak, uh, you know, and I said uh, the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. And I, I said, mark my words. I said, Lord Stan will be uh, marching down, uh, uh, Market Street before you know it, and he's like, "Oh, don't say that now." I said, "No, nope, I got a feeling about it," and I did. I did. I said, "Lord Stanley, we come marching down Market Street uh, before you know it," and he's like, "Yeah, you jinxed in a positive way." I was like, "You're jinxing it that way." I was like, "Nope, I, I'm feeling it." I call, so I'm yeah. gonna say, I called it in February. Yeah, like once they like mm. when they even when like they, they had their the shit playoffs. together. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even when they go down, I just always had. I'm like, they're gonna come back, you know. Like, yep. even if I they win the game, about it. I'm like, they're gonna win the they series. Were, like, like I just had together. absolute confidence in them for some reason. It was the way they played, man. It I was. think it's because they're playing yeah. such a good team game, and exactly. they just and right. that was dominated. Other everything games. was clicking. Yeah. Yeah. When everything was clicking. as, as a guy as as a guy that has watched so much hockey, big hockey guys, everyone knows. The thing about that was that team was just freaking different. And it was weird when we got to the playoffs. And remember, up until the last game, we were the first in the central. And we it was like, you were going to go from last place in the entire NHL and actually end up winning your freaking division. That's ridiculous, first and foremost, right? But going into that playoffs, I'm like, you know, this is a very this is setting up perfectly for us because we're going to face Winnipeg. And I have a feeling we're going to face the stars and the stars are going to be the make or break for us. Cause, oh, wait, it, it because was. after that, I'm like, after, <laughs> after that, I'm like, it's either going to be Calgary or it's going to be San Jose and Calgary. We, I know because we've beaten the hell out of them this entire season, even when we were bad because we were physical, they're fast. I'm like, we could do that. San Jose, San Jose has always been our thorn in our side. It's going to give us more motivation, but we are tougher with the only thing they are is they're faster, but we are tougher. We're more structurally uh, sound and we have a great defense. And I knew that they were injured going into the playoffs. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is set up perfectly. We're going to get past the Jets. Dallas is going to be our true competition because I felt yep. Dallas and was built were. very similar to this. And that's the reason why I went, you know, games uh, seven, double OT. A double overtime. Yeah, double overtime. Pat Maroon. Yep. Yep. 
Um, quite a game. That, yeah. And it, it, it's just like, but watching that, OJ, it, the exact same thing that you said, you just felt that it was different. I thought that was different. They were different too. They were not the same Blues team, right? The only time I felt, yeah. holy crap, here we go again, was the hand pass goal game. And I go, well, that just <laughs> that just broke the blues. That's going to be, you know, because yeah. it always seems to be right oh. around that time that something happens and it breaks them. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. let's see how they respond. And they came out and destroyed them that next mm-hmm. game. And you're like, yeah, all right, this is not the same blues. Yeah, that actually it helped Tango motivate them. The it looked like, goal. or no, he scored the first goal yeah. of that game. And I remember how like he was very like not stoic. He, even how, but like he was on a mission you can tell you can see it in his mm-hmm. eyes he was celebrating like he had just scored game seven because he had been in those some of those moments for us and it's just like those heartbreaking moments or where the team just runs out of gas and he's like nope not this year this is our time and yeah. at that point i'm like holy crap I, I i literally said to myself we're gonna win the stanley cup <laughs> we're gonna win it I, like it was just the yeah. craziest thing but yeah completely different team yep yeah yeah that's the most, I guess, to me, that's the most beautiful form of hockey, honestly, is that strong yeah. team play, cycling the puck. 100%. As fun as it is to watch tic-tac-toe passes and crazy dangles and stuff, that stuff's all well and good. But the best part of hockey is when a team's clicking like that and they just take it to the other team at will, hem them into their own zone for like a minute and a half or two. You know, like, that's mm. that's beautiful to so, me. <laughs> I will tell you, then I'll give you something, OJ, as homework, and not really, you know, be more stupid when I say that. But if you on YouTube have not watched the entire um, Lake Placid games for Team USA, that whole gold medal run where we shocked the world, obviously, watch it because it's just like that. That's honestly one of the reasons why that Blues team, like, just I felt the championship DNA was already there. We just hadn't made it official yet because it reminded me so much of team USA. It, they played the exact same way sound. They made mistakes, but they didn't beat up on themselves. Like, and so it, uh, it used to be the entire, like every single game they played in the, that Olympics uh, was up uh, on YouTube for free. Um, I don't know if they still are anymore, but you know, I'm sure the gold medal game is, but. Yeah. Um, well, the, the thing is, is they were be, yeah. they 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 didn't let things get the, get them rattled because they were truly in that that mindset of you know shift by shift, uh yeah. you know it's okay. that's what you work. Period you by know, that's game how, by game, period, period by yeah. period, shift by shift, second by second. Yeah. Yeah, second by second, exactly. That they that's literally like that's how they were focusing. They were that laser focused. Yep. And didn't well, take, it, it just didn't let any of those distractions bother them, which was awesome. Exactly. That's a hundred percent what it takes to win championships. Yep. It's hard. It's hard. The mental yeah. aspect. Because your mind can really mess with you, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and you let that kind of shit happen to you and it doesn't take much. And that's why, you, and that's why teams will pay so much for playoff experience, except, especially for championship sure. playoff experience. Um, it's yeah. actually pretty funny too. I, I don't know this for a fact, and I could be wrong, so somebody can correct me. But I thought I read something that in the NBA specifically, that if a guy wins a uh, wins it like a championship, and let's just say he's like a you know bench player, right, or, or a role player, mm-hmm. or whatever, he he doesn't get paid all that much. He <laughs> still has to make uh like there's a league minimum, and then there's like a league championship minimum where he gets paid mm-hmm. a little really? bit more just from the experience on that. And I think it's just like a reward for these players to be able to win. I could be wrong, but I thought I read something about that. Or maybe they're trying to make that a thing. I don't know. Well, I don't follow um, the NBA. But that's I'm, what I'm I, saying. I, I'm just starting I'm start I'm just starting to learn more of the financial stuff for the NBA. 
uh, now that I'm really, really watching Steph Curry in the uh, in the Warriors a lot. I might start checking out the Clippers because they got Kobe Brown. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. casual yeah. as far as a you know college sports fan, but Kobe Brown was at the zoo for four years. And, and electric like, too. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's one of those like Mr. Mizzou kind of guys that you kind of just, mm-hmm. if you root for Mizzou at all, you're just going to root for him wherever he goes, basically. So, pretty cool that he got drafted in the first round, too. <laughs> well, maybe that's what we'll do some uh, day when uh, when the Clippers play uh, the Warriors. Maybe we'll get together just so we can watch it and discuss it or whatever. It'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So, my agenda kind of got tossed out the window here. <laughs> what agenda? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh no. Dude, we me, have an fine. agenda. You know right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It always feels like that, doesn't it? Uh, maybe it doesn't. Anyway, so let's we actually transition. Have, uh, we were talking. Oh, wait. About, we're still live uh, on a podcast. My bad, folks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oops. Um. Let's come back to the Cardinals for a second, but I do want to because I want to get yeah. this out of the way. We were talking about watching the the you know these beautiful teams. And the way that they play as a team, right? I, obviously, I brought up uh, Team USA. Uh, OG, you led us into that with the Blues. Let's talk about a team that's doing that in STL, and we're talking about City, STL City. Now, the last three games that we uh, played that uh, since the last session, we went one, one, one. Not the most favorable results, especially against Sporting KC, which you know we lost. Obviously, kind of some questionable stuff towards the end, but whatever. Um, <laughs> But then we tied LA Galaxy. But also, this is a team. dude, some questionable <laughs> shit, basically, for the Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we got red card at that, too. Dude, yeah, that was, one was I, the Galaxy yeah, match, that, dude. I yeah, mean, look, I, I, I never had a chance to watch it yet because I was busy that day. I'm pissed I missed it. But the point is, from what I've heard people saying about it it sounds pretty inexcusable and i mean like people on yeah. radio, the radio and other podcasts and shit yep. like that it was it was people that generally that. tried to be pretty unbiased you know <laughs> so yeah no it definitely was like it's hard because it does go both ways i feel like at the beginning of the season uh, city got a few good calls and stuff like that that happens. So it's like, I, I, I always try to look everything analytically and as face value. So I know it happens from both sides. But the Galaxy game, it was atrocious. And I, I was sitting there, could not believe that that kind of, like that, that call would, that type of call would be able to be made. You know what I mean? But it, yeah. it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I felt that the game against Sporting was, I mean, I felt like at the beginning of the game, we kind of got away with some stuff there, too, though. So, like, again, I always try to look at it yeah. in both ways when it comes to officiating and stuff. Um, I do, too. But, but yeah. the handball thing's kind of pissing me off because I'm sure it's not yes. a conspiracy. It's probably just luck. No. But, I mean, this entire season, it seems like anytime there could be a handball that would help mm-hmm. us, they, it's not a handball. No one even looks at it. Yeah, but if anytime, it's anything else, yeah. then it's against us. Yeah, anytime it hits yeah, our dude's yeah. hand when it's tucked into his fucking chest, it's a handball. Yeah. He's falling or whatever. <laughs> it gets, yeah. He hits his hand. It's like, call it. It's like, and then okay, they throw man, a yellow really? on top of it yeah. <laughs> for no fucking reason. And then when was, they have to give a yellow later, now it's a red card. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, the first I, one I that goes you, against him was the whenever the shot what basically went against uh, you know hit uh, hit him 
uh, whenever it like hit him in the arm, I think. And the second one was obviously just that, you know, like that sloppy tackle. But anyway. yeah, which deserved a yellow. But since he already had one, now it's yeah. a red card. Which now was clearly shitty considering that, you know, it freaking well, exactly. hit him in the arm, you know. Considering he didn't deserve the first yellow he got. Exactly. exactly. You already yeah. gave him a penalty yeah. kick. Why are you giving a yellow on top of it? Yeah. It's not like he it's not like he made an effort to stop it or anything. It's not like exactly. a flagrant thing. It freaking hit him in the arm. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, it was like crazy. the, like, I think it was the Austin game where all, one of our defenders is trying, uh, is trying to make a move, ends up kind of slipping and he's falling to the ground. He's literally, and so he puts his arm down to brace and there's a kick that happens at the same time all this happens and it hits off of his arm. They yeah. called it a handball. I'm like, the guy's got to be able to defend himself. He's falling to the ground. Like this is yeah. such a bang, bang play. You know, if you want to give them a corner, okay, that, I'm okay with that. That's a way. That's a perfect compromise. You still give the offense a, a like an attacking percentage, but you're not letting them shoot point fucking well, blank at that. Let's know? be honest, it, it, though. It is, so frustrated with that. Because, uh, one well, second, there, man, I'm sorry. There is a clause. But, uh, but was, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I was just so frustrated with it. Like, well, the game was already in hand, but if, for to make that play, because if I if I'm a defender. Oh, look, what do you want me to do in that situation? Do you want me to literally just like, you know, like still tuck my arms in and maybe like dislocate my, uh, like my collarbone or like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. You want me to just fall on my fucking face? What do you want me to do in that situation? And like, I would love to have like that in the rules. Like it, it, there's got to be, they got to give the refs some well, ability because this is with this VAR. That's what it so is. Give no, them- that, that is what they have. That is, that's what I was about to say. There is a stipulation for that in the MLS version of that rule, which is like something, if it's like a natural athletic motion or something like that, I don't know the exact yeah. phrase, but it's like that. It gives well, us a lot a of gray area though. That's the problem. It's inconsistent. Exactly. Which exactly. is what probably yeah. account is what accounts for all the crazy results we've yes. seen from St. Louis's <laughs> perspective on handballs. Exactly. Like, it is yeah. all subjective and everyone's calling it different. And I also seem to notice that, you know, maybe I'm being crazy here. It seems to go in the favor of the home team a lot, like yeah. like an inordinate amount of time. Like, like you can't because because the refs want to be able to survive the parking lot. You like, cannot yeah, you know, be in the If you're a professional referee, you can't be letting the home crowd influence you like that. Like that's crazy to yeah. me. Yeah, it really does. If you look at just like, our I, last three, so like okay, so LA Galaxy, we got absolutely job. That should be three points. Sporting Kansas City, there's a probable handball. I think no, I think it was a handball that yeah, didn't even get handball. looked at by VAR, evidently, because uh, they didn't call it. And then if you go to the game before that, when St. Louis is at home against Dallas, Dallas got that red card. Remember? Yep. Like, and they ended up like winning. Yeah. Fucking swings of momentum <sighs> or seem to always go for the home team. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. <laughs> I almost wonder if that isn't a conspiracy since MLS is a single entity and I'm sure they want their teams to draw. So they want them to play well at home. So they might be instructing the refs to go a little easier on the hometown side. (laughs) Well, I I guess we're going to find out because we'll we'll find out on Saturday because we're hosting Houston, I think. Or or maybe, or are we in Houston? I can't remember. Let me see. Uh, 
We are in yeah, Houston. In Houston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that uh, that's right. Uh, LAFC uh, next Wednesday. That's right. That, that's going to be in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be. A I forgot. Right. MLS does it differently than baseball, where I'm used to like the top team being the visiting team. Yeah. And the they top. Do it, like the. Yeah. Flip. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's not just baseball. That's like everything else. You know what I mean? It's just weird yeah. how they do it. But. Yeah. They they um, do the reverse. They should. Do I did want to give an update. In America. Well, that's the thing. America does it one way, and then the rest of the world has to do it another way. Evidently. We accept, accept the imperial system, damn it. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. moving uh, on. I did want to give everybody you know, a quick update here on um, uh, the table uh, right now, uh, so the standings, essentially, and also the playoff picture, because I have some numbers for us. Yeah, we so, got six games left. Yep. Uh, uh, so, obviously, we're still first in the West. We are 15 points ahead. Over uh, number 10, which would be the last playoff spot or at least the per, uh, the team that is trying to fight into the last playoff spot. Um, that's 15 points. So that's five total games with six games remaining. Um, we are 11 points over the last non-play-in spot because, remember, ninth and eighth will play each other uh, before the playoffs officially start or whatever, mm-hmm. or the bracket officially starts, whatever. Um, so 11 points in that six games remaining. We are, uh, that's four games, essentially, because that'd be 12 points. Um, we are nine points uh, over the team to get us least into fourth, which would be a home playoff game. Uh, this one is, we are, th- uh, that's three games in seven games remaining. The reason why it's seven games remaining is because two of those teams have a, ha- a game in hand on us uh, okay. currently, um, as everything stands. So. Uh, we're seven, we are seven points o- uh, over the second place team in the West um, for winning the West. That is two and a half games, um, rema- uh, two and a half games out of the six games remaining. We are nine points away from Cincinnati with this, uh, from the supporter shield uh, with that's total of three games with six games remaining. Uh, but Cincinnati also has a game on hand. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get that one, but here's some good news. The playoff picture. These are based off of mathematical probabilities by the um, can't remember exactly what this it's like. It's a not a like a normal website I would go to um, for like, I guess, playoff probabilities, not like ESPN and stuff like that. Um, but they took in a lot of mathematics and that's kind of what I was looking for uh, here. Mm-hmm. So these are the playoff probabilities based on, you know, the fixtures. So that the actual matches um how like how the health of players uh statistics and all that stuff when it goes into offensive and defensive rankings so that being said we have a greater than 99 percent chance to make the playoffs we are actually 99.3268 for the beat exact number there that's how they there you uh, go. get a little specific we are 99 percent to make a non-playing spot so we are at 99 percent chance to make at least seventh place we are 95 percent for getting at least a home play on game. So at least finishing the fourth, we are 65% right now to win the West, which is amazing with six games remaining. And some of these teams have seven or eight. So I feel that's awesome. Um, we are also have a 35% chance to win the West in the playoffs and get to the finals representing the West. That would be cr- pretty cr- incredible. And yeah. right now I'm seeing that we have, According to this table, all in all, they're taking all teams into consideration. They're saying an eight percent chance to win the cup. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. So it, yeah, eight percent chance. Yeah, they have a twenty percent chance like to actually make it to the cup. Yeah, or something like that yeah. to make actually get to the final. Yep. Oh yeah. 
because uh, Cincinnati has the upper hand on that one, of course. But as we expected, yeah, yeah, but yeah, because so That'd I think be they incredible. have what is it five or seven points they have over the second place teams? Uh, seven. Seven yeah, I was going to say yeah. over Seattle, something like that. So Seattle yeah, needs to make up seven points on us in the next six games, basically, in order to catch us for the yeah, lead. So. Right. And so that's again, it breaks down to two and a half games. So that's six. Uh, that's two wins and uh, one tie would get you seven points. Right. And looking at who right. we're facing, which is Houston uh, on Saturday, and we've already faced Houston before. Um, in fact, went to one of their games earlier this year in person, my one and only game I got to go to and, and St. Louis beat them. So hopefully they do it again. Hopefully they do it again. And then they face LAFC, LAFC, which that'll be a tougher game for sure for us, no doubt. If, if we get I a really, draw out of that, I think that's a favorable result. I mean, obviously, I know be. we can still win the game and make a statement, but I feel if we get a draw, like a 1-1 or a 2-2 mm-hmm. or even 0-0, I think that is something that you walk away from and say, okay, you know what? That's a tough team over there. We just couldn't break through this time. We'll get them next time. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. What I realized, too, is that the, we play Seattle as the last game of the season. We do. So they could easily make up points on us right there. So <laughs> that's that's a very can, interesting point. Yeah. Be nice to win some in between there, because for sure, if we uh win the we West, see Casey then we again. Hopefully, we can get a redemption there. Yeah, I mean, they need to like, smoke. On, we should be able to. Need we to should just score another five zero on them after yep. that travesty of a match. Yeah. <laughs> In so Kansas I gotta city. point something out. <laughs> In that out garbage quick. city, Kansas City. <laughs> I do like their football, though. Yeah, I do like their football. Kansas City's not that bad. The the Kansas City's a nice place. I'm literally as it's as you're trashing Kansas city, city. I, as as you're literally <laughs> trashing Kansas City. I'm not even joking. I'm playing with my uh, Stanley Cup replica <laughs> ring that I got from from this last Super Bowl, and I'm like, yeah, trash city. All right. Mm-hmm. Lombardi, Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Oh Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I, what did I say? You said like, you said Stanley tricks. Cup. So. Oh, did I say or Stanley Cup? A, I meant yeah, to say Super Bowl good. ring. Oh my god! Yeah, you're I, I like, so yeah. Okay, because you did you did say Stanley Cup, I mean, and then you said Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's we know you get confused sometimes. You said Kansas City's not a trash city, so <laughs> there you go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I got to point this you out. You know what so trash city, is, and that's Chicago. All right, we can all agree yeah, on that. I agree. Yeah. All right, there we go. Kansas. We'll settle yeah. it. Yeah, what's worse than Kansas City? <laughs> Chicago. There you go. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, I want to point out that in session, I'm trying to actually figure it out. God, you're going to make me. It. Here it is. Oh. No, no. Session 30. Session 30. We're in session 35. In session 30. I actually said that Seattle versus St. Louis might decide the West. I remember saying yeah. that way back in the day because the, like, and, like the more I'm looking at that, the more, yeah, exactly. It might like, it could potentially stack that. I wonder what Seattle's schedule looks like. Um, Let's find out. Seattle. Yeah. You got it. Cause uh, I do. They're playing Dallas Saturday uh, in Dallas. Colorado, They're going to be crappage. Colorado, Nashville, and then Galaxy, Vancouver. Nashville's good. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Nashville, that's 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 a home too. So they're at Nashville. Yeah, I like that. That's gonna be tough. Yep, and then they have have Galaxy, Vancouver. I mean, Dallas is pretty good. That's gonna be a problem. Dallas and Vancouver. 
Uh, LA is at Seattle. LA is in Seattle. And then Vancouver's in Seattle. Yeah. So they have to go to Nashville, Colorado, and Dallas. Yeah. And then they Those will be tough games. LA and Vancouver, and then they play us. Huh? Those will be tough. So they games, got right? probably like the same. They got like the pretty much the same difficulty left yeah. as we do. But yeah. we have they a lot. Have left, a but they have room to make. A, yeah, they have. They to, have like an auto win against well, yeah, Colorado. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Colorado. So even if fair. we, so even if we play out that that scenario and we both like evenly win and lose, well, then it doesn't matter. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they could no still, they could win two games. They could win two games more than what we do. Yeah, that, that would put us one point ahead of them. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah. let's just go out there, win out the rest of the season. We want to worry about it at all then. Problem solved. Right. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. All we all do right, is so win, do, win, win. I do want to bring up something real quick um, that has been irking me, Adam. I know it's been irking you as well. We know whatever he grinds his gears. What really grinds your gears, the, Josh? The MLS power rankings. What oh, F, I sent that to you the other day, bro. I, I know. Bullshit. So I'm so Garbage. sick and tired. So sick and tired of seeing Garbage. Miami all the way up here, man. I'm just I'm getting At number tired three. Of it. Listen, I understand. Garbage. I understand. I am, what's up? Well, they didn't. Well, they're, they're, I think they're a pretty good team now, though. Number two. Number two? They're, they're, yeah, they're I don't still, know. Yeah, exactly. I, so, yeah. Like, literally, MLS, <laughs> MLS.com has Cincinnati number one, Miami number two, number Philly two. number three, and then us leading St. the West Louis. at number four. Now, <laughs> ironically, ESPN just can't get over I'm mad about that. Oh, this is garbage. You have 14 place Miami, Miami in number two, but we have the first place St. Louis is number four. Okay. I think Shit. Miami's a pretty fucking dangerous team now, though, because I didn't realize it last time they we are. talked about it. They didn't just get messy. They got a couple other guys, apparently. Yeah, but guess like, who? Guess who's going to be? Guess who's going to be out on Saturday against Atlanta? Messi. There you go. Yeah, he yeah, was out last so they game, won too. Last they won three yes, he was. Well, they won three to two. You mean three to two? I thought it was three to, to one. KC? What, what? To Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, three two. Three two. Either way. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it's not like they can't win without him now either. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, but we'll let's see. be honest, I'm against KC. I get that we just lost against KC, so it's really like a that should be an easy just, win. Yeah. That's a shit team. Right. That well, should be if for if for a team like it, it okay, I'm telling you right now, if they had Messi, they would have won that game five to one. You know what I mean? Well, that's yeah, the difference absolutely. that Messi does bring to it. 100% I agree I with know. that. The reason why I, I, I have strife here and I, I'm, I'm not happy with these power rankings is the fact that you have a team that's 14th in the East right now above the t- number one team in the West. That, that, that to me is what hurts me about it. You know what I mean? To me, well, that's kind of – Power rankings aren't just the standings, though. That's the problem. You know, it's about how you are now at the moment. And basically, no, if you put that. Lionel Messi on your team and then you get a couple, get some other reinforcements and all of a sudden you look really dangerous, it's like, yeah, they're really good. And you know what? They're not the same team at the, as they were at the beginning of the season. Like They're clearly a much better team than they were now. They probably do deserve to be pretty high in the power rankings. And listen, and so. listen, you're 100% right, but that's why I like ESPN's rankings. ESPN has Columbus number one, Cincinnati number two, Philly number three, uh, Nashville number four, St. STL number five. Then they have Miami number eight. 
to me, that is more where you can get them right now. Now, if they continue to win, if they if they get four wins in a row, now, okay, they're a real hot team, and now you can start seeing the power rings and get a push. The problem with it, OJ, is that literally, like, their first two games back in MLS, they went from, like, dead last all the way up to, like, you know, number eight right away. And I'm like, yeah. Messi has made has played one of those games. Like, <laughs> why do like, like I get they're a good team? They got the Messi. They got a bunch of other players now, and they're gonna. And next year, I'm telling you, they're gonna be they're gonna go to the playoffs, and they're gonna be a real threat. If they make the playoffs yeah. this time, then I see them potentially being a threat. The problem with it is they yes, they have two games in hand on pretty much everybody else in the East since they've been playing so much for like uh, you know the, uh, the the playoff playoff competitions and stuff like that for. The uh, whatever the uh, the MX well, Cup. Well, did you already um, see? Of course, he's been nominated. Oh. Messi's already been, of course, nominated for uh, best FIFA oh. uh, player as well. They just did. They just announced that. So oh. yeah, there you go. Didn't take long. But you know that they're yeah, going to be in that Concacaf League too. So <laughs> I don't mess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, smoking Concacaf. <laughs> yep. But the fact is, they're still six points behind Chicago right now. That's two games. And again, I yeah. get it. I get it that they have a lot of games in hand. But really, they only have one game in hand on, on, on Chicago. Chicago is actually a team that's on the rise. D.C. United has been playing pretty well, too. And D.C. United's ninth. Montreal has been up and down. You know, but they've been up to third. They've dropped all the way down to ninth this season. But they're in eighth right now. And Charlotte also pushing too. They're pushing Chicago pretty hard, and they've won two of their last uh, three games as well. And four, they got a draw, uh, draw on the other one. So they've been getting points. So the thing about that, that's to me is like you're just like disrespecting on everybody else because of one player. Or uh, to your point, the acquisitions that you just made. I get that, what? but power rankings also have to attain like the entire season. It's just well, like what <laughs> I have yeah. issues with, like MVP uh, rate, uh, votes and stuff like that too. They don't where have it's got to be. You can do whatever you want. All right, so that is true. That well, is, that, yeah, you're, you're, it, you're, this you're is kind of funny though. I'm literally looking at one of these articles. CBS just published this five hours ago. Lionel Messi's Inter Miami on a historic pace in pursuit of an MLS Cup playoff berth ahead of Atlanta United match. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, they have 28 points. I mean, they're off to like this historic playoff berth, this historic pace that they're going. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I think the media is kind of blowing it up and hyping it up a little bit well, too how much. How many here. games do they have left to play? <laughs> how many games do they have so, left? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Eight games left. Yeah. Eight games left. So, I mean, that's potentially 24 more points. That gets you up to 52. From where they're at, right? If that's you have playoff to win out. material. Yeah, you'd have to win out. But I mean, that's like enough points for the playoffs, from what I understand. So I thought it was like well, somewhere yeah, in the forties. Sure. I mean, that's, well, that's good enough for that, that's good enough for second place, right? But yeah. well, right now, perspective, yeah. Colorado Rapids, right? The Colorado Rapids, that's they're in the exact same Crapage. boat. They have twenty six games. Yeah, Rapids. Yeah, but okay, the Rapids. Whatever. I mean, so they have eight, they have 24 points. If you stack that on top of where it would be currently, that's, uh, you know, good for what, 44 points? That's, oh, yeah. by the way, now they're in second place in the Western Conference. So, well, like, yeah, now, just, but of course, look, we're I'm to... just, I'm just saying, dude, like, 
the Colorado Rapids didn't just add Lionel Messi and a bunch of other people. I know, a couple but that, so. But the fact it, he's not even listen, playing these games too, you know. Yeah, that's and fair. Some of it, yeah, listen, that's what'll get him if he can't play them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. So. I guess that's that's fair. I, that's really. I, I mean, mean, I'm honestly, not trying to hate on Messi or anything, but it's just kind of like if we yeah, like uh, he was play. If we had knowledge that he was going to play every single game the rest of the season, I think you, there would be a legitimate chance that they could win every game the rest of the way because they're hot right now. I mean, they got a lot of momentum, and then they you also got the best player in the world. Or I don't know, maybe he's getting kind of old now, but yeah. But I, I mean, I would still say. I wouldn't say he's the best player in the world. To me, right now, that's killing Mbappe, like, hands down. Now, a lot of people well, yeah. say Halliburton and stuff like that. I mean, both are phenomenal, and it's like a one and a number two, but to me, it's killing Mbappe. Well, yeah, but I you're comparing Mbappe, Mbappe, who's, you know, obviously in his 22? prime compared to, yeah, yeah. 24. Yeah. 35. So, are you compared 24? to 36. Yeah, yeah 24 compared to a 36-year-old Ma- Messi. Yeah. Messi. Yeah, and he, it's not like Messi can't play anymore either. He's not like decrepit. He's still close to well, his prime. Like, but that's yeah. the reason why, yeah, obviously it makes sense for him to come here because you know it's, uh, yeah. you know, and he's he, so important. He can just refuse to play on turf. <laughs> it just doesn't have to do apparently. it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, dude. I guess he's just not gonna play. And some, and some of my everybody some just puts in turf. <laughs> Some of the reason why I could be very irritated about it as well as I do believe with Messe now being a part of the team. And again, I have nothing against Messe, um, especially because I'm not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan anymore. I used to be. So I used to not like Messe because of that. But anyways, um, it's nothing against Messe, but the media has blown up Miami so much now. What I do think is it takes a lot of attention away from how historic the entire season has been for City. Yeah, Um, that's kind of I I agree with you there. It's kind of shitty. So you go to MLS.com. And it's like, my yeah. friend. You know, and oh, look, I get it. It's a huge cares? deal for MLS and stuff. But the biggest story will be if we oh, win the cup. But so, it'll probably be, you know. We win. Uh, well, we <laughs> have to win would, first, yeah. That would probably overshadow Messi, I would assume. They're going to have that Not right sure. under a Messi story about Messi buying another house or something, probably. Well, That'll yeah, be like the top story, and then the right well, the, below it'll be St. Louis wins the most cup. <laughs> and the problem is because Messi has like a literal cult following, like of just yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what belongs to Messi it. just <laughs> bought a uh, a rocket oh, ship and, an he's, and he's going to put a mansion yeah. on the moon or something. You know, oh, Messi's in MLS. Let Listen. me buy MLS season pass. Like that's literally what they're doing. Oh my! So <laughs> so so okay, I just went. <laughs> I just went to Legoland with my niece and uh, my niece and my nephew for for their birthday. Right, um, had a fantastic time. For anybody that's uh, not been to Legoland in Orlando, please go. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, anyway, so it's you know it's in Winter Haven, right outside Orlando. You would think that if you're gonna see soccer jerseys, you're gonna see Orlando City because literally it's right next to the park, essentially where they play. I can tell you right now that one in every 10 people had a Messi jersey on. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Jesus. You know, oh, I, yeah. I get it because he's sown so much. You know what I mean? And that's a it's a big deal. And that's the thing about it, right? I can be upset about it, but I can also understand it. You know what I mean? I understand why the media is pushing with Messi so much because it exactly. makes him so much more revenue. But I still well, yeah, but... need to not be the back burner in this historic season. I mean, if we win the West this season and our inaugural season, I I feel that it has to be a bigger story 
then well, Messi coming be. over. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially if well, yeah, because that's something that it, that they actually rad, accomplished, dude. not just through yeah, money. Exactly. At. I mean, you know, if you're actually <laughs> sorry, in the sport, yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I could like, throw money. I could throw money all the time, but actually accomplishing something is something completely different, you know. Yeah, like my my girlfriend just happened to be watching Field of Dreams today when I got home, and oh, it kind of made me. Yeah, it kind of made me think about, like, you know, of a new, I suppose, how like everything's become sort of like monetized and it's all corporate oh, and shit now these sports and stuff. And it's like, people have kind of lost track of why we play them in the first place. You yeah, know, very true. I mean, even people that are fans of sports, like the, it seems like a lot of the younger generation cares more about like narratives and stuff like that rather than yeah. the actual sport itself, which For is, sure. I don't know. That's why I watch sports is because I mean, I started playing baseball when I was a kid. My dad got me into it. Like mm-hmm. I love, I like playing sports. Like I like, if I'm going to watch sports, I'm focusing on what they're doing, like the outcomes and how they do stuff and like that kind of thing. That's what makes it interesting for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's how it was. Yeah. I mean, I, and obviously for me, you know, I grew up with the Cardinals and, you know, whether win or lose and they're obviously going through the nineties and stuff, there were some losing, you know, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of losing seasons there, but still it was just a lot of fun, you know, and growing up with that stuff. And, you know, it's it just, it's actually funny. It's actually funny that you bring that up, uh, uh, Adam, because I was talking to my stepsister who they, you know, she lived most of her life in Florida and Jacksonville, uh, excuse me, but she, you know, came up here. She's a big Cardinals fan. And mm-hmm. she remembers that the Cardinals, like in the nineties, she's like, you forget that the Cardinals were so bad in the nineties because of Mark McGuire, you know, yep. that, that what Mark McGuire yeah, that over kind of, that do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, overshadowed everything. That did a lot. The mediocrity for years. Does she remember anything from the nineties? I thought she was pretty I'm young. Sorry. No, you're talking about your sister said that. My, my oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was saying. No, sorry. no. You're you're, you're good. Never you're mind. Good, OJ. You got to remember, dude. So this is gonna be crazy. I have five sisters now, man. Five sisters and one brother. Jesus. Crazy. I know. Okay? <laughs> crazy. Jesus <Yep>. Christ. <laughs> No, that was uh, but, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's my sister. Yeah, no, okay, so sorry for interrupting you. But yeah, the '90s were definitely a different oh, time was- for sure. But you know, the point is, is that you know we still, you know, I'll still watch a lot of it, and just you know, still we're, you know, watching the sport just because for me, you know, for a lot of us, that's just, you know, we enjoyed it for the sport of it all. Period. You know, it was frustrating, but we uh, we still, you know, we were still fans, and we. And it wasn't necessarily that was the other thing, too, is I didn't necessarily feel like the, the Cardinals were like a sellout type team where, you know, no offense, but like the other teams such as, you know, the Mets and the Dodgers lately and obviously right. the Yankees at one point in time yeah. were just throwing ridiculous amounts of money. And we were more of a, you know, we were more of a farm system type of team and we, we weren't more making like big moves. Collar team. Yeah, you know we were I mean? very like, much we were a blue like, collar yeah, team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and there was a lot of, that's why a lot of postseasons ball, that wasn't flashy. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of postseasons where it wasn't oh, necessarily, yeah. you know, our, our, you know, the, the superstars that were making the moves. It was always, you know, like the, the, the guys that, you know, weren't usually the headlines that were actually the ones, you know, kind of leading the way. So. Yeah. Well, and, and take a look at one well, of the most beloved Cardinal icons from that era too. Ozzy Smith, 
Ozzie oh, Smith wasn't that flashy of an offensive player, but he was known for obviously phenomenal ridiculous plays, yeah, amazing def- defensive plays. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that was kind of like it's kind of that style of baseball, and the Cardinals have been known for that. That's why when we like a few years ago, if you remember, the only time we were ever winning games is when we were hitting home runs. I, mm. I felt like we were losing ourselves. Yeah. You know? And and that's the way that if we can get back to that, where they actually play small ball in that sense of like running the bases, stealing bases, that you know the well, base, like sense the, to, yeah. Yeah, and actually yeah, exactly. playing baseball the way it really originally was intended to be played, where it wasn't just smashing home runs. We get it. They like that now about having home runs because it's exciting. But the whole yeah. art of baseball and the true art of baseball is more than just home runs. You know, there's a lot more yeah, to it. And there's a lot pitcher. more finesse for it. You know, oh, yeah. being able to like, you know, OK, cool. Now I get to have a pinch hitter, but that means I lose that pitcher and I yep. lose that hitter potentially. Yep. Those are the kind of so things like, that I well, yeah, yeah, double miss. switch. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Miss a lot people that stuff. don't know what they're talking about, you know, they talk like they, you know, talk shit about the cardinal way and shit, but they don't know because they think it's like some stupid philo- philosophical crap. It's like yeah, exactly actual a manual of how the Cardinals organization plays baseball. Yeah, the techniques yep. and strategies they use, the stuff that matters the most, the intricacies of the game. That's what it's about. Like, you know, hitting the cutoff, man, you know, that kind of shit. Like the, mm-hmm. the little things is how they teach that and how they want to go about it as an organization. That's what it literally was from George Kissel. Mm-hmm. So like, and, it, and that's, it's just like what you guys are saying. It's, they respected the game and they recognized that, even in this day and age, there's times where the old te- old tenets still matter. Like they still hold true, right? So, like you said, oh, yeah. sometimes you do need to play small ball. Sometimes you just need a run, right? Yeah. So sometimes mm-hmm. if you get a lead and you just keep tacking on at least a run an inning, like the, the other team's not going to catch up to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we kind of uh, embrace that tradition, you know. And I think that, you know, helped us in that sense is the fact that, you know, it was more than just money ball, you know, for us. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like they're starting to get back to that a little bit. Now. I mean, you could tell they're having fun playing again. Uh, if you watch them here recently, like they're all having a blast, dude. Like it looks like they're really gelling. So I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I actually want to bring it to that uh, to talk about the players um, here um, and some of the new uh, like newer players and how they're doing stuff like that. Um, but before that, I actually want to bring up some real quick. So um, as Adam knows, because I'm going to get one tomorrow because uh, we're going to the game tomorrow, uh, I keep score at every single game. So I always get a scorecard, um, you know, and if I forget, I you know get a pencil or whatever and I always keep a scorecard. But the Cardinals actually keep a different um, way to keep score. Um, it's called the Cardinal way it's been, it was developed in 1942. Um, and they've been using it for a long time. Now, if you look at it, it's very interesting the way they do it. So like, if you get a single, let's say you get a single to right field, you make like a mark. Um, it's in the top left corner. So that would represent from home or, uh, from, uh, from home to first base or how, and like how you got there. It's like, it's just a straightforward line an angle to the right shows you went to right field they actually use this in the 40s before we have all these sabermetrics that can show us like heat maps of where like you know they hit balls and stuff like that they can read tendencies from the other p uh from the other players and be able to put it into like their own like data sheet essentially of like okay so this person coming up i'm just going to use a name 
you know, King Griffey Jr. is coming up. Oh, he has a tendency to hit in right field. You know, like I'm just using a, he was a left. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But you, you see my point. They were even using stuff like that back in the 40s and 50s because of like how much they respected the game and the analytics that went around into that stuff. I always I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, it's absolutely interesting. Like, love that stuff. But that's what's that's what's cool about baseball. That's why I hate the yeah. steeple patch, too. But, you know, yeah. we're talking about players. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about players. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. Let's get to that here. So, uh, I want to talk about it uh, real quick here. I'll just go uh, talk about, uh, like, I'll get the player statistic. And let's just talk about, um, you know, generally how you feel that they're doing. Um, first one I have here is Mason Wynn, right? So Mason Wynn is kind of struggling, uh, at the plate. He's doing okay defensively, uh, in 22 games a season, um, 76 at bats, 12 hits, six runs, two doubles, one home run. He finally got that just recently. Well, uh, but only four RBIs, two walks, 15 strikeouts, uh, and only two stolen bases for a guy that's supposed to be pretty darn fast. He's also got caught one time. Uh, so that average, so the, the actual slashing numbers here, um, are 158 on his average 179 for his OBB, the on base percentage. And then his slugging is 224. So OJ, I'll start with you. I mean, what, how do you feel about Mason Wynn? Do you feel that the, again, this is some of the rookie, like just the, you know, the, the learning curve and hopefully when he comes next year, if he is going to become next year, he's going to be uh, better. Uh, I do feel pretty strongly that that's the case. Uh, he also struggled quite a bit initially when he started in AAA this year. It literally it took him like a couple months to really find his footing. So and he hasn't even had a month's worth of games yet in uh, the major leagues. So I do think it's a learning curve for him, and he's struggling. What I do like is that his strikeout rate is still like that's the similar to what he's been posting in the minors. So he's still only striking out 18% of the time. So that tells me that he's not getting just overmatched or something, you know. He's still able to put the ball in play. And he's definitely had a couple of hard hits that were right at people, where at some point those yeah. will start dropping. Uh, so I've, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to get his, get himself up to being at least a capable hitter to where he can at least be uh, make himself playable with his defense. Um, his defense, I've to me, I've liked it so far. He hasn't done anything crazy flashy, but some of it's because yeah. he's so athletic. He's so rangy, like just nothing looks like it's hard for him to get to. Uh, mm -hmm. But he has he hasn't really flashed the arm as much as he could have. But there's been some times where I've definitely seen he's needed to put some extra oomph on stuff, some close double plays where it's all, he, he seems like he put a little extra on it, but didn't try to kill the pitcher that was covering first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, to me, I, I think he looks good. I think he'll at least be a valuable defensive shortstop. If, even if he never becomes a hitter. So I like him. It's a, it's a good. Yeah. Good point. Since we were just talking about Ozzy Smith, right. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, can't fill those kind of shoes, but still, you know. No, yeah. Well, and I will they, say, like, I do expect him. I don't think he can't be a decent hitter either. I really do just think he's struggling now because, I mean, he was killing the ball in AAA. Yeah, he was. So, like, he, was. he has the capability to hit. He's got some pop. So, I mean, I do think he could be, like, at least a league average hitter. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities for him at all so uh yeah yeah i yeah, i, I he, definitely agree with that 
It, but this is a good opportunity, though, considering that, you know, we have, like we've said before, that we don't really have much else to lose right now, um, yeah. so to speak. So let's just see, you know, kind of get those jitters, you know, and whatnot out of the system. And that way, you know, he can, you know, get acclimated a little bit more to the majors. And, you know, uh, hopefully by, you know, the end of the year, he started, to, you know, hit a little bit better for sure, feel a little bit better, more comfortable. And, uh, you know, he can make the roster next year, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Because I think he's definitely has a lot of potential, like so. you were saying. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly think they're planning on starting him at short next year already. Like, I don't yeah. think they're going to go back out and get to young. They've got Tommy Edmond yeah. as a break glass in case of emergency, even though I think they might be kind of looking to put him in center field potentially. Uh, yeah, but still as an does, emergency, you can go back to, you know, what you're doing this year, you know what I mean? Have like Donovan yeah. or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, his so. his offense game obviously is still you know, a little work in progress, but oh, I think yeah. that, uh, like you, I, I agree, he'll probably be more better defensively for us than anything, so, which is fine. So even if he's an average hitter, that, I'll take that, you know, because we already have our, oh, yeah. our, we already have our heavy bats that we don't necessarily have to worry about that as much. Obviously, you know, being short stop, we definitely need somebody much more defensive there for sure. So, yeah, we've never really had well, to rely on heavily defend or uh, offensive short stops, you know, in the past. Right. right. Let's take a look um, at the second guy up on the list here, and Richie Palacios. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Palacios. Palacios, who won that time. Who won that game I, I, I for us? Know. Let's go, Palacios. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, much better numbers than Mason win uh, when it's uh, when you look at it. 17 games he's played in, 45 at bats, 14 hits, four runs, two doubles, four home runs, nine ribbies, two walks, six strikeouts, one stolen base. That slashing number 311 on his average, 340 on his on base, and 622 for his slugging. Um, Adam, as you just brought it up, won us the game. He has been yeah. on fire. And yeah, like just awesome to watch. He's lately. just seen the ball really well, and I'm really yeah. two home runs. Game. You know that you know it was Baltimore. He's already been awesome. point, He's already got point three more for us this year. Unreal, right? No, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's seventeen games. Seventeen, 17 games. games. Yeah. An, OPS, <laughs> an OPS of nine sixty two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nine sixty two OPS. Let's go. He's got fourteen yeah. hits, four home runs. Yeah. I have to say, I fucking, I love Richie Palacios. Yeah, Palacios <laughs> is the shit, man. He had so. piqued my interest earlier. I think I'm. You see a Palacios jersey podcast. On, you're gonna be seeing Palacios yeah, jerseys yeah, all over yeah. that stadium. I might now. get it. He's my kind of player. He's Dude, got he the is. He's goggles awesome. Goggles on, and then Absolutely. when he just does nothing but rob home runs and fucking yep. hit home runs, like yep. it just wins games awesome. for you. Like, oh, yeah. right. I love to see more of that for sure. I mean, so it if we ground ourselves in reality, uh, we can look at his minor league stats and like he he's has a nice walk rate. Like in triple A's had like a fifteen, sixteen percent walk rate, you know, good on base percentages. Like he kinda has had like a little bit of a Brendan Donovan looking mm-hmm. on base percentage throughout his minor league career. Mm-hmm. So he's at least gonna be able to get on base. I know that the knock on him from the scouting reports I read is that uh, they don't like his defense as much. And uh, now these are scouting reports. Okay. So they're wrong all the time, but they don't like his defense as much. And they don't like, think he has enough pop to be like a bat first slash only kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. 
the knock on him defensively big time has been his arm. Like they're like, basically you might want to try and put him at second, but even at second, he struggled throwing accurately, apparently to first consistently. So they moved into the outfield uh, where he's only had like a couple years to play. And also note that he missed a couple years worth of time uh, for one for, he had like a torn labrum or something like that. He had something in his shoulder. I think it was. And then at, then there was the COVID year. So he missed two years of development time too. So, you know, 26 in the AAA, but he did miss two years entirely. So. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's fair enough. I definitely like his game. Um, I like the way that he's been able, you know, again, not, not, he not only just win those games, which obviously he's, he's doing for us. Yeah. He won open, technically two. We talked about nature. one, but yeah, he actually won both yeah. of those games technically for us. Cause yeah. it wasn't for, for Palacios on Wednesday, the one Oh game. Uh, he won the side game too. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, the other thing is, I know that the scouting reports say they didn't like his defense, but I mean, he saved a run. Ah, he did. <clears throat> One of those Baltimore games, he saved a run, yep. cutting the ball off early. It like came over his head. He cut it off like in front of him, like a Willie Mays catch type of thing. And instead of letting it hit the wall, he saved a run that way. Like he robbed a home run. Like the dude has, he seems to be like, you know, kind of a good guy to have on your squad that's all i'll say i i definitely yeah. watching him play like <laughs> so no but that, that's what i'm saying and what i also love about it is again not just the, the the winning the games and doing the things he's doing it's just the competitive nature he brings to the team you know i yeah. i feel like we talked about that in a you know a few sessions ago where just like at the time it felt like the cardinals weren't even being competitive on the field like it was lackadaisical and you know, I just felt yeah. that they were just weren't as consecrated locked in. And he, now that's why I was like, you know, bring out the rookies because they'll t- tell these veterans or these guys have been up here for a while. Yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. shit ain't going to fly because we're going to be able to keep up with it. And yeah. I, that's what I love about Palacios' game. Palacios' game. Palacios. Um, yeah, that's why I said it. Tried to say it correctly the second time. But <laughs> I, that's why I, I love about game. We're going to go with Richie Palacios. Palacios. <laughs> Palacios. <laughs> Jello. I mean, I'll tell you, the upside with him here is like if he could even be average defensively over the course of a season in an outfield spot with his on base skills, which tend to translate pretty strongly to the major leagues. Like he has a floor of an above average offensive player. So if he can have an average defensive spot, he could be a starter. Like he could be a starter in the outfield for you potentially. For sure. If, yeah, if he I could agree. like refine his play out there. And I do like some of what he's done out there too. Cause like I said, he's, he's makes small plays. Like he does a good job of getting to the ball and getting it back in quick. Even if it gets down, and maybe I'm just too used to watching other outfielders out there that aren't so good, That's but it's, saying. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do enjoy have cheap... watching him play. Yeah. Um, and so. he was a cheap, you know, uh, cheap addition too for us. So, yep. Yep. Just say cash considerations. So we had to, <laughs> that was it. Yep. Cheap ass. Let's talk about I like those. Let's talk about another one uh real quick here. Uh Jacob Barnes. You guys Jacob watch Barnes. his pitching. Um you know, he's a relief pitcher. He's uh pitching uh seven games has not had a decision, but he has an ERA of nine point four five. Uh that's only in six point two innings. Uh he's okay. given up eleven hits, seven runs, really like one home it. run. Yeah, three walks, three strikeouts in that time. Uh, teams are batting 367 against him, and he's got a whip of 1.95. Um, 
Yeah, not liking what Barnes is offering to the team currently. Um, I think that goes without, uh, you know, without being said here, especially with these numbers. But, OJ, I'm going to go to you. Do you believe that you just kind of let Barnes ride out for the rest of the year? Or do you try to give somebody else a chance? Like, what's kind of your your case? I mean, if I'm trying to win games, I no. I mean, he's 33. Mm-hmm. So, he's yeah, kind of exactly. – uh, his, his career is probably winding up now. And I think they're just throwing him out there to eat innings for the major league squad because they don't want to move any of their minor league guys up there for whatever reason. So – I mean, he's it's interesting. In 11 games in AAA, he posted 1.53 ERA with 16 strikeouts and 17 and two thirds innings pitched. But whenever he got called up, though, he did not produce. Goddamn, Fangraphs isn't showing me his AAA numbers for some reason. Why did they do this? I'll tell you. Uh, well, as we know, the show is completely different. You know, when it comes to that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, just saying, so though. I, I, but anyway, triple A numbers. So I don't know what everything, but all I know is like basically the last three years when he's been in the majors, he has high ERA, high FIP, uh-huh. high XFIP. So basically, like, and he's just been tossed from team to team bad. to team every single year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's just tossed from everywhere from the Brewers to the Royals to the Angels to the Mets to the Jays to the Tigers to the Yankees to the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, nobody wants this guy. He played on four teams in two years, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. he's. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up right there. And the fact that he's, the dude's 33. Sure. He'll be 34 next yeah. April, so. Eh. Yeah. That's the best I can give you, so. Eh. Let's talk about the last one I have here, Drew Rom, right? So, Drew Rom has pitched five yeah. games. He's one and two. Five, nine, yeah. uh, five, nine, six on his ERA. Um. So not great there either because you're almost pushing six. Uh, in 22.2 innings, he's given up 27 hits, wow. 17 runs, four home runs, 13 walks, 18 strikeouts. He looked good um, in that. Betting against him. Good. I was going to say he was looking good, though, against the Orioles this week, though. So. He sure did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, he looked good then, but I'm just trying to speak in the overall. Hopefully it's not going to be uh, a situation where, uh, you know, he continues to struggle. And hopefully that, you know, this past Orioles game is really going to kind of propel his game. Uh, but overall, uh, everyone's batting three or not, not three. I'm sorry, 290 against them in a whip of 1.76. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be as concerned with him if it wasn't for that whip. Right. At 1.76, that kind of that kind of you know scares me a little bit. Uh, OJ, I want to go to you with this one. I mean, do you believe that Drew Rahm is kind of maybe a guy that we need to take a look at next season? Or do you believe this is just let him, you know, play out the rest of the season kind of thing? Well, yeah, they ought to leave him on the team here now because he is a guy that's basically ready to graduate. He's like around there in his career. So it's time to see what he's got, where you want to slot him for next season, you know, because he's a guy where, you know, his probably his most likely outcome is bullpen somewhere. So mm-hmm. see if that's where he needs to be or if he has a legit spot at the starter role, a starter spot next year or what. So, I mean, I think they did pitch him a little bit in AAA this season. He has a .82 ERA in AAA this year for the Cardinals, I mean. <laughs> so that's over mm-hmm. two games or something like that. Uh, yeah, two games, 11 innings, but he kind of dominated that for some reason. They brought him up. He had a disastrous first game, but I think he's been okay, though, two after that. 
But if you notice it, he always he's one of those pitchers that like strikes out a lot of guys and walks a lot of guys. Because Yeah, I noticed that as yeah. well. So I mean his fastball is isn't very good. I think it's actually like terrible, but his other pitches are okay. So he's somebody that has to just like walk the tightrope basically. So Well, what about you, Adam? Do you have any take on Drew Rom at this point? Or again, well, is it just a guy that – I, yeah, I was going to say, I think we just need to keep – you know, we'll, we'll see how he performs the rest of the season. Uh, but, uh, like I said, he had a great outing uh, this week. You know, five no-hit uh, – uh, we got five innings, no hits. We'll Hopefully he can keep it up, you know, maybe find his groove. And yeah. um, I'm excited to see uh, if he can keep it, keep it up. But – if so, that's yeah. great for us because we need the pitching. That's for damn sure. I mean, I would yes. love it if he would just turn into like a super wily pitcher and just use all his breaking stuff in just like most filthy ways. Like that's that's probably the best way for him to try and have success. But yep, yeah, especially if at this point and you're already pitching the majors and you just don't have a fastball, it's the way you need to survive. Yeah. He's gonna um, have to pitch from his breaking stuff to set up his fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's speak about Uncle Charlie real quick before we uh, sign off here, guys. Yes, Wait, no. he says at one ninety-nine. One ninety-nine. What a way. Scheduled, scheduled three games left to pitch. Right now, he's scheduled to pitch versus the Brewers on the eighteenth, uh, at the Padres on the twenty-third, and then um, uh, at home against the Reds for his last game, uh, the twenty-ninth. Uh, however, I wouldn't be surprised if he pitches on short rest. Um, just to try to, uh, you know, for the organization, try to give him four, especially if like he uh, in his next two games out, he gets no decisions or losses. Yeah. Um, you know, Adam, I want to start with you here. You know, do you think that he only pitches three games? Do you think they stretch into four? And I think they'll. Does he? Get I to think 200? they will. I think he'll get to two hundred. Um, but I think that they will, considering this is the last, you know. Hoorah, there obviously there's a big push to get to 200. They're going to have, you know, the big ceremonies and whatnot. And considering this is the last, you know, little bit of the season coming up here for us uh, the next couple of weeks, um, you know, and there, a lot of that fanfare is for Wayno. So I think that for the fans, they want to, you know, they're going to try to push him to, to get to 200 and see if we can, you know, if, and if it's close, they'll try to push it for a fourth start at least to try to make it happen i think because that's his that's big kind of weekend my, my coming up as well yeah yeah and oj what about you what's your takes on on bueno here uh well i guess if he gets to 200 early they probably won't throw him four i do think they'll go out of their mm-hmm. way to try and get him another crack at it if he needs it at the end of the year though and uh do i think he'll get 200 who knows? I mean, this feels like, uh, let's say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, the way the Cardinals are playing right now, the team's playing with like, they actually have kind of a swagger to them as bad as the record is. They seem like they're having a blast and they're just smoking teams that are like, you know, for sure in the playoffs first in the AL East and crap like that. So, uh, <clears throat> I think, uh, there's a pretty good chance when does get it with another three yeah. or four more chances. And he'll be As pushing hard, fact, obviously. Oh, go ahead. Remember, remember what I said earlier? Uh, earlier, several podcasts ago, you know, it'll probably be the last the last start. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, in front be. of a home crowd. That'd be That's awesome, probably right? going to be the one that'll do it. Yeah, because awesome, it'll be sure. 
necessary. They might even pitch him, make sure to line him up to pitch the last game. Because I That's saw, so I got if, an email yeah. from uh, the Cardinals because I think I asked him about tickets or so. I don't know. I got an email from him saying that they're gonna have like some concert. Under they are yeah game, after I the show after. or after the like a little concert show that's going to be after the yes, game or whatever yeah, Wayne, yeah. yeah. With they're Wayne even giving the, away like guitar like ass. ukulele guitars or whatever the, yeah the, yeah that's so, kind of cool i wouldn't be surprised if they pitch him that day too <laughs> for sure that's what i said they, they stretch it to four but how funny would it be i would love to see it happen how funny would it be if it was like our conversations with last year were like, oh, is Pools going to get to 700? I, I was know. thinking the he same might, thing. It might be the last thing. And then he, yeah. all of a sudden he's like, how the hell did he get like 703? Right? Yeah. It's like we're so pressed to get 200 ends up with 203. or two. I was literally the same exact here. thing. Like the, the fact yeah. is, is that there is all this pressure to do it. I think that considering that this is, his, you know, the last push, uh, you know, at the very end of his career, I honestly think um that he will yeah and the re- like i said the, re- the way the rest of the team is acting right now like they're inspired dude like i guarantee you they're gonna want to win it for him too so i think he's gonna get some good efforts from the rest of the team i agree with you gentlemen well gents let's uh let's go ahead and head to our sign off here uh adam would you like to tell the good listeners uh and all the boys and girls what our socials are. Our wonderful, wonderful listeners can check us out if they so choose on the social media website known as facebook.com slash the hometown losers. That's L O U S E R S. Or if instead you are a fan of the X, formerly known as Twitter, check us out on x.com slash hometown losers. We'd love to hear from okay, you. What do you. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Adam, I didn't mean, not mean to cut you off there. Go on. What were you saying? I just said we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. But you just get done. Well, I mean, we if you want to make a social away. media page and like us and share <laughs> and talk to us, I, that's cool. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to stop you. We just that's ranted about. The evils of social media. Yeah, we literally had a conversation before this podcast <laughs> about how much we hate social media. And here we are promoting our social media. Yeah. Oh, it is a God, fun. I hate it. It's the devil of society. Join us next yeah. week here on the hometown. Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were literally talking about how horrible Facebook is for society. And here it is like, yeah. check us out on Facebook. Yeah. We're going to post great. questions for you to answer, but the only way for you to see it is if you have a Twitter account. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyways, OJ, what do you have for the game of the week? Uh, so I I'm I might give two, but I'm gonna see how the first one lands. Let's get weird with it. So the first one's gonna Let's be uh <laughs> uh Saturday. If you wanna watch some football, you can watch some University of Mizzou versus Kansas yeah. State. That's in uh, St. Louis. You know, good old rivalry matchup. But I will say, <laughs> I mean, most likely Mizzou going to get blown out. But I also, you know, Mizzou's been – this is the only game Mizzou's prepared for. Like, I don't think they bothered to prepare for the last two. I've at least heard that some schools don't do that. Or if they have real cupcakes, they just don't prepare. And they just prepare for, like, three weeks for whoever their next real opponent is. Um, so that's really yeah, the only chance. We almost lost to Middle Tennessee. 
Yeah, right? Exactly. That's what we tell ourselves. But uh, <laughs> so let's see what happens. I mean, I do expect Mizzou to play better against Kansas State than the other two. But at this point, I'm worried that Kansas State is just going to be so good compared to Mizzou. It won't matter. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, you shouldn't really need to prepare for Middle Tennessee State a whole lot. But, I, you know, what are you going to do? So uh, anyway, that would be the game at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. bright and early. In Mizzou first Kansas State in St. Louis. At the Dome. The Battle Dome. The Battle Dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, as always, it was great uh, talking to you. I always have a good time talking about the St. Louis sports scene with you guys. Um, and uh, if you enjoy the podcast, we appreciate it. Please check us out next week and join us, as always, here on the Hometown Losers podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Hey guys, this is Adam. just want to say thanks for listening to the Hometown Losers Podcast. We'll see you next week as we continue our discussion of St. Louis sports.